0: Bible Treasures Topic 5 Worship Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. In this series of talks we are teaching you how you should come back to the Bible in all matters of faith and practice. This exercise is not optional for any Christian but it is obligatory. Beloved, doing everything according to the Bible, according to the scriptures, is a teaching that runs through the Bible. Now we will begin with the book of Genesis and make a quick tour. Please turn with us to the book of Genesis, 6th chapter. Read verse 22. God was giving instructions to Noah to build an ark. What is reported about how he did it? Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Come to the next chapter, to the fifth verse. Noah did according to all that the Lord God commanded him. Now there is another example, he was Moses. God commissioned Moses to build a tabernacle. Now turn with us to the book of Exodus and look at the 39th chapter. And we'll read verses 42 and 43. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the works. Then Moses looked over all the work and indeed they had done it. And the Lord had commanded just so they had done it and Moses blessed them. Noah built according to all that God had told him and Moses built according to all that God had instructed him about. About this we have a reference in the New Testament that tells us the emphasis that we want to bring out in this talk. Turn with us to the book of Hebrews 8th chapter and look at the 5th verse. Now these things serve the copy and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. God told him, "See that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you on the mountain. You don't miss that pattern. See that you do according to that pattern shown to you on the mountain." There was Noah. And then there was Moses. And now we come to the time of Joshua. If you turn with us to the book of Joshua, if you look at the first chapter, we'll read verses 7 and 8. God telling Joshua, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant has commanded you. Look at the eighth verse. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. That is why when Apostle Peter was referring to the gifts of the Spirit, fourth chapter of his first epistle, if you look at the eleventh verse, he says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles, as the words of God. The same truth was emphasized by Apostle Paul several times. And he also gave several illustrations. If you turn with us to Second Timothy 2nd second chapter, we look at the 5th verse. If anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless... He competes according to the rules. Now, what is the rule book? That is the Word of God. So, you may do anything, but if it is not according to the Word of God, you are not going to be crowned. That was the conclusion. That was the closing words of the Lord Jesus Christ for the Sermon on the Mount. He said that there are two types of people wise man, and the other is a foolish man. And who is that wise man? He listens to all that God has taught in his word, and he does according to it, and he is the man who has built his house on solid rock. But the man who rejects God's word, but he does according to what he desires, he would be actually building his house on sinking sand. The solid rock is God's word. What is the sinking sand? Man's opinions. Man's traditions. Man's philosophies. Anything other than the written word of God, that is all sinking sand. In this light, we are studying the subject of Christian worship. The title that is before us is, How Not to Worship. So far, we have done four lessons. Number one, do not worship for personal enjoyment. Number two, do not sacrifice the scriptures for the spirit. Thirdly, do not leave the spirit for the content. Last week, we studied lesson number four. Do not forget the Father. Today, we will move on to lesson number five. Do not neglect personal worship. Once again, how not to worship? Do not neglect personal worship. Beloved, worship must not be only what we do in a Sunday service or in a present worship meeting. Individual and personal worship must precede corporate, collective, congregational worship. In other words, corporate worship will be spontaneous and jubilant if only each individual would spend enough of time in his personal individual worship. Now turn with us for an example in the life of David. Turn with us to Psalm 34. We'll read the first two verses. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. He says, I will bless the Lord. His praise shall be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast to the Lord. If you do that, then he comes to verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. In other words, first he talks about personal, individual worship and then he talks about collective, congregational praise. If this practice is not followed, in order to bring people into the spirit of worship, you know, the pastor or the song leader will have to really struggle and exhaust themselves. Otherwise, if only people would come with their hearts well prepared, it becomes easy for the song leaders to flow freely into worship. But what is the problem? Normally, people find it difficult to spend enough of time in personal worship. So we want to give you some practical exhortations how you can enhance your personal worship. Number one, you must open up what we call a worship notebook. There you start writing down various names of our God. For example, write and you can list down the redemptive corporate names of Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh. Like that there are so many redemptive names of Jehovah you can think about the various characteristics of God. God is love. God is light. God is merciful. God is gracious. And he is the God of peace. Like that, you can write down all these names referring to his various characteristics. And if you study the biographies and autobiographies in the Bible, God has revealed himself in various ways and means through his people. Any one particular character of God will stand out in each individual. Or he would have revealed himself to that person as a God of the covenant. Or as a God of promise. Or as the Lord of hosts. Or as the God of glory. There are so many names referring to the characteristics of God. You can list them. And you can take all these names and use this particular notebook regularly in your personal worship. The second advice that he would give to you, use all your spare moments to be whispering praise unto God. That's what exactly we read in that Psalm 34. We just now read out for you. Look at verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. Praise shall continually be in my mouth. So he was keeping the words of praise continually in his mouth. He was whispering praise unto God. That's how we can fully realize the presence of God. That's what exactly we read about Jesus Christ in prophecy. eh? Turn with us to the book of Acts 2nd chapter. Verses 25 and 26. David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. He is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, my tongue was glad. He was constantly whispering the praise unto God so that he really relaxed in that joyful presence of God. Now the third exhortation we will give you, observe and enjoy nature to understand the glory of God. Every time you observe intently the nature, the creation of God, there will be a fresh revelation of glory of God. That was the experience of the psalmist. Now come with us to Psalm 19. Look at verse 1. Oftentimes he will go down his palace into that open sky, that starry sky. What did he say? The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. This was exactly the theme of that hymnologist. O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hand has made, I see the stars, I hear the mighty thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all. The works thy hand hath made. I see the stars. I hear the mighty thunder. Thy part throughout the universe display. Having said it in a word, he said, then sings my soul, my savior God to thee, how great thou art. urge you that you take morning and evening walks along countryside and river beds and go to the seashores and go to the mountainside, go to the fields and the gardens and the jungles and see the glory of God see the beauty of creation every flower tells you the glory of God we talk about green But when you look at all the trees, you know, each green is different from the other green. Only God can do it. When I see all these things, I wonder and then sinks my soul. Now the fourth exhortation we will give you, when you are spending time alone with God in your quiet time, personal devotion, a lot more time for praise than for prayer. That prescription I deduce from the practice of the psalmist. Turn with us to Psalm 119. you at get to verse 164. Seven times a day I praise you, O God. Maybe he was doing it every two hours, then that will make seven times then how was his prayer habit? Turn with us to Psalm 55. Look at the 17th verse. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud. Evening, morning and at noon. So his praise was seven times a day. His prayer was three times a day. Now that is why we say they spend more time in praise than in prayer. This is a healthy proportion. 70% you adore God. And just 30% you ask God. That is good enough. That's what exactly the Lord Jesus said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. However, these things do not come automatically overnight. We should take some conscious effort to do them consistently. Your worship notebook, you should keep on updating it regularly. At the end of each day, you should try to find out whether the praise of God was constantly in your lips. Every day you cannot go out to see the sky or just go to the field. Keep it as an assignment at least once a week. You try to go through it. Now if you don't do it, you know, slowly it will get just uh, die out. And then at the end of the day, you'll find, oh, I have not gained anything fresh in my worship. And consciously you maintain this proportion of 70 and 30 for praise and prayer. I want to guarantee you, dearly beloved, dear viewers, if only you follow these exercises consistently and regularly, you'll find your personal worship getting enhanced. You will find yourself moving out of traditions into the truth of God's word. And I want to make one statement before closing. There is no better way than the Bible way. Once again, let us say that there is no better way than the Bible way. So, saturate yourself with the scriptures. Understand the characteristics of God. Bring them up in your praise and in worship. How not to worship? Do not neglect personal and individual worship. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Holy Word, which you have given us as a textbook on worship. Forgive us, Lord, for our Bible neglect when we come to the subject of worship. Help us, Lord God, to keep our Bibles open when we worship. Every page we see your imprint, O God. Help us, O oh God, to understand and appreciate your glorious character. O oh God, we pray for everyone who is watching this telecast. We pray, O oh God, that each of them, as he or she, would put these lessons into practice, her and his personal exercise of worship would get enhanced. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.